Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? Uh, it's going super awesome. Because it's episode 99? I know! How is it possible? I don't know. Oh my gosh. We gotta have our swag. Oh, it's yeah. a whole effing thing. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great episode, I think. I think it is gonna be one. Yeah. We're gonna have like a brand new cocktail that we mm-hmm. haven't made up yet, so you know, it's, no pressure. Working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> but it's gonna be great. Woohoo! So, I know, I've been trying to think about what story I'm gonna tell. Uh-huh. So I haven't found it yet, but Okay. I'm going to find it. I have a... <laughs> Good. I got a search term I'm ready to do. Oh. Yes. I'm okay. ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Well, I'm not ready at all, but I will be. Yeah. Okay. Well, The I... brainstorming has already <laughs> <Okay>. happened. <laughs> well, I'm excited when that happens. So, uh, what do we have today? Well, uh, I'm calling this a easy pitcher mojito. Ooh, okay. Because I made it in a blender... It's super delicious. You okay. can make it in no time flat and uh-huh. boom, you got a cocktail for all your friends boom. or yourself on a Friday night. We don't judge. Yeah. Um, okay. So I took four whole limes uh-huh. and a cup of sugar mm-hmm. and a good handful of mint. Like, I don't know, probably a half a cup total. Uh-huh. Threw all that into the blender and then ground it up okay. <laughs> until it was sort of like this weird sludge. Mm-hmm. And then I filled up the blender with cold water and then let it blend for another minute or something. Mm. And then strained it, boom, we got limeade with some mint. I, I love it. Added some rum to yeah. make it a mojito. You done. Boom. All done. Mm. That's so good. And now we have this pitcher of drinks that we're just been <laughs> sipping on this whole time. We brought the pitcher into the room and yeah. uh... I would say what? I probably put in about a cup. I would maybe put in a little more. If okay. I was going to remake this. Right. Maybe a cup to two cups. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's get crazy a little bit. You know what I mean? Hot girl summer. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, also, like, if you were to make this in the morning and no. let it sit, oh, okay. um, you're like, girl, <laughs> um, should I be concerned? Right. No, it's like the the more it sits, the more the mint comes out. Oh, it okay. tastes to me like mm. it pretty much all gets strained out except for a few little like green flecks, but you definitely can taste it. Okay. So great. Anyway, in my opinion, I... Kayla's not even fucking having it. <laughs> That's how it started. God damn it. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Are we ready to the, for the yeah, story? Yeah, fuck it. Let's just do the stories right. now. <laughs> okay. So this story is about Emma Scholes. Emma Scholes, okay. And we are in Sweden, Mm. and it is September 2019, and she's 31 years old. Did you know I was Swedish? No, I didn't, really. I'm like 22% Wow. or something, or 25%. I don't know. Swedish and Norwegian. That's great. It's like 48% of everything. So you're super white. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, the other half is English. So, (laughs) are you kidding? There we go. All right, sorry. Okay, so Emma is married, and she has six kids. Oh, Okay. On this evening in September, everyone was asleep, but her husband was not home that evening. So she was, they were all by themselves. Okay. You know. She's, she's taking care of business. That's the, right. On the homestead. hmm But in the middle of the night, Emma wakes up to strange noises. Mm. And she goes to investigate, and what she sees is a fire in the villa. What? Emma 
is only in her underwear, but she jumps into action. Oh, hell yeah. Two of her sons also went down to investigate what the noises were, and they saw it was a fire, so they ran into their playroom to try to stay safe. Oh, okay. So it's a fire in their home? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she grabs the two boys and opens up the front door. But opening up the front door added oxygen to the fire and pretty much exploded. Oh, gosh. She states, I threw myself like a shield over the boys so that they would not be injured. When the flames hit me, it was as if my whole back was on fire. Oh. But I kept going. I threw the boys out the front door and locked them so they wouldn't come back again. They were terrified. to try to, like... Go in and save her or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. So then she turned and yelled upstairs to the kids to run to the balcony. Of course, because she has four more kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're safe. It's fine. No. Oh, okay. God. So she states, then there was fire in the whole staircase. For each step, I thought that this was not possible. But then I thought that I must go for the four of my children are still up there. It was so hot that the soles of my feet began to drop from my feet. Like they were just hanging like threads. Because the whole staircase is on fire. And she just ran up it. Yeah. And I got to save my kids. Yep. Mm -hmm. And again, she's only in underwear. Like she has no clothes. She's got no protection. No. This is terrifying. So... One of her daughters actually jumped from the balcony and ran to a neighbor's house for help. She just jumped. <gasps> oh, like, wow. Yeah. The, her eldest son tried to lower a ladder down so that the other kids remaining could climb down easily. Oh, so, so they're already, like, in action mm-hmm. trying to get out. Wow. Yep. Emma makes it to the balcony, and her children are shocked to see her condition. Oh, no. She was bleeding. She had open burns all over her body and her skin on her chest had begun to peel away. Oh, God. Thinking that all they need to do now is just climb down the ladder, she realized that her one-year-old daughter was not with them. <gasps> I know, right? What? <laughs> God, uh, <laughs> very uncomfortable. God. Emma thought if she was still in there, then she probably is not alive. Oh. But she has to try. Yeah, fuck it. She states, if I birthed six kids, I'm going to get six kids out. I love her. I know, right? I'm getting goosebumps and I know the story. I know. I have total goosebumps. So two boys, you know, out the front door. Okay. And then there were three in the balcony, two boys and the daughter, but she jumped down. And she's getting help. Yep. So the two boys remaining on the balcony begged their mom not to go back into the flames, but she already made up her mind. Yeah. She gets low to the ground and was able to pull herself along the floor and into the bedroom. Oh, my gosh. The smoke was so thick and black, it was hard to breathe and see. I'm amazed she's still conscious. I know, right? I mean, because that's usually what gets you is the smoke inhalation, not the flames. Well, now she's starting to get really tired. So as she is running out of oxygen and stuff... She makes it to the bedroom and she sees her daughter standing in the crib crying. Oh, I'm gonna be in the corner crying. <laughs> Seeing her daughter, she gathers enough strength to lift herself up and even lift her daughter out of the crib. I uh, can't even imagine no. like the fortitude it takes to, because essentially her skin is fallen off her body yeah. at this point i mean oh my gosh well yeah so now she has uh no yeah so she is carrying her daughter in just underwear nowhere to protect her daughter either just using her body so oh. wow uh but emma makes it back to the balcony 
And <laughs> that was a strange noise. <laughs> uh, so she starts to go down the ladder carrying her daughter. And each step she took, her foot would almost get stuck because there was so much blood and oh, skin loss on her feet. Yes. Just totally raw. Oh, my gosh. On the last step she took off the ladder, she collapses. Oh. And now that all of her children are safe, the pain sets in all at once. I bet. She was overwhelmed with pain. And when the ambulance arrives, she tells her eldest son she will return home soon. Aww. And they actually put Emma directly into an induced coma right away. Oh, that was probably like a relief. Yeah. I mean, at least she didn't have to endure the worst of her healing. Right. I can't even imagine the pain. So it is uncommon for people to survive if their body's like 90% burned, her body was 93% burned. She was covered in oh, burns. God, I keep getting like goosebumps. I know, right? Story. So Emma was on a respirator for three weeks having um, between, you know, she was Just between life and, and death. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, She's on the edge. She actually developed sepsis and pneumonia. Oh. But she kept fighting. Oh, yeah. And then... After three weeks, she opened her eyes, and the very first thing she said are, are my children alive? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Get the tissues. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, do you know what that, well. What? What that makes me think of. What? And we're going to go off the rails That's here for okay. a second. Um, no, a way to sort of, I don't know invite your soul in if you will hmm. is one is to bring in quiet sadness or huh. quiet sadness and oh, i can't remember the other one shit it's like heartbreaking beauty or something oh, like that oh okay and one of the ways i do that in my meditations is mm -hmm. i think of the day at our work when we had those first layoffs uh -huh. and we were I actually wasn't there. I was in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. which I know you I was weren't like, there. Yeah. Well, they didn't tell me. Two of my That's... family members were getting laid off as well. But anyway, so they separated everyone into two rooms. And your mom was in the room mm -hmm. that got laid off. And you and your sister were in a different room where yeah. you didn't get laid off. And I think you told me, but someone told me that your mom was like, what about my girls? Right. And yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that is? Oh Aww. my god, I am crying now. Like, it just like a mother's love. Yes. Yeah. I don't, it just was so the selfless. Uh... Yeah. It was just so profound in that moment. Right. Like, I'm not even concerned about myself. I'm not even concerned about what's happening around me. I'm concerned about my children. Right. And it's like anytime. Yeah. <laughs> It was a, such an emotional day. Oh. That was awful. That, that was, was awful. A, that was not a fun time. Because I think I knew about the layoffs too, but I did not know my mother was part well, of it. I didn't know your mother was part of it either. Yeah. And, you know, just as my own layoff was similar. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't right. know that shit was coming. Yeah. I had hoped it was coming. But... Right. <laughs> it all worked out for the better anyways, oh. but that day was awful. But, so, yeah, it was. So, that just, every oh. time if I want to feel quiet sadness yeah that's Aww, like that's what so i think sweet. about is because it's just a moment of just pure love right in my feeling absolutely you know? uh, so anyway oh there's a little sweetheart my goodness well so she had 60 operations within the first three months 
<laughs> so much. This is an emotional story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it is, isn't it? So it wasn't actually a month and a half until her children could come and visit. Because oh. she was touch and go and yeah, all that well, such. Anna, Anna coma. Yeah, exactly. And, oh my god. But unfortunately, I stop up my tears. <laughs> Hang on. But unfortunately, the one-year-old didn't recognize her and was afraid of her. Oh, and wouldn't of come course. to her. I, poor thing. I know. Emma understood, but she was just happy. Well, it was heartbreaking, but she's just happy to see all her kids alive and healthy. They had no damage. I mean, they had no injuries. Even or the one-year-old for having no. been in the crib. She and... was. She was okay. <sighs> so she actually now gets moved out of the burn unit to the regular hospital unit. But staff wanted to take a picture with her to remember how good it can be. If anyone comes in again with such intense burns, they that know there's, that there's, there's hope. hope. Yeah, exactly. Oh and she actually went through rehabilitation pretty fast as well and was able to go home within... So she was... From the time she entered and the time she left, it was six months. Wow. That's pretty good, well, I think. Well, yeah, it is pretty good, but that's a long time to that's be time. not at home. That's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So now they're in an apartment until their house is rebuilt. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mm -hmm. forgot about the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been burned into the ground. Oh, How heartbreaking. I can't oh, even I imagine losing everything did i tell you my parents had um a fire yeah one of their yeah you're like bitch i've heard it <laughs> <laughs> never mind no tell the audience please. no they just got our their uh preschool got arsoned in the middle of the night got robbed and burnt down and it ended up actually being like the best thing for them because right. they got insurance. to rebuild yeah the insurance yeah now i'm like did it get <laughs> Not by my parents. <laughs> Who would arson a daycare? It's terrible. I know. I guess they, there was like footprints up like high up on the um, wall. On uh, Yeah, up on the wall and like on the ceiling. So I don't even know. Like Spider-Man came on in there. So it was huh. bizarre. It was very bizarre. It is weird. Well, so she still has to do rehab training every day, mm. but she started doing the activities she loved again, and that was horseback riding and fun excursions and mischief with the children. Aww. The eldest son states, you sometimes thought that you might never see your mother again, but now we get to see her almost every day, and you will be happy. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh my goodness. And of course, now the youngest one recognizes her mom, and of course, of course. And so everything worked out, but how much Scary of a sacrifice? Absolutely. Could you imagine that one sole person, like you have to take care of six little ones, and your house is on fire, you have no clothes on, like holy and the cow! The one year old is still inside, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to get her, yeah. But the kids took action on them. You know, they also. Well done. I know. <laughs> but also, quick thinking on mom to maybe lock the door, you know, so, so the they, sons couldn't come back could in. Could you imagine, like, getting everybody out and then realizing someone went back in to help you yeah, or something? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. That'd so, be awful. That was probably pretty smart. Yeah, absolutely. But, dang, 93%. That's, uh. That's got to be close to a world record. I probably, I, mean, I would I mean, think maybe so. 100%, but I don't know how you would even... Survive that, 100%. Yeah. 93 is... Oh, man. Three I can't weeks even imagine, like, what is left. I mean... Right? Like, 
How many is, skin like, part grafts? of your ear stay intact or like yeah. the front part of your I don't even know what would possibly stay intact. She, she looks made a amazing. pretty good recovery. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. They they did really well. So uh that's happy to hear cuz I was inspired to look into this because recently this pizza delivery guy was driving home from his pizza delivery shift like at midnight and he saw a house on fire. Oh. And so he ran and was like yelling, but he entered in the back door and he saved everyone in there. Thank God he stopped. Oh, I know. He saved, like, I think it was three or four kids, and they said there was one more in there, so he went back in, and then, like, threw... I know, right? Goosebumps again! And then he... It was, like, a little six-year-old or four-year-old. I don't know. He jumped out the window with him, and then you could see on the... There's actually a video of, like, the police cam of him giving the kid to the police officer, and then he just collapses. Oh, my goodness. So he had some burns on his leg and arms, and they gave him some oxygen and such, but he survived... Hero Absolutely. I mean, I'd be like, well, I've done my part for humanity. <laughs> um, right? I'm going to heaven. That's clear. It's just shocking because, I mean, absolutely, like Emma was freaking warrior. Yes. Uh, and that is her kids, you know, like, of course, you have that instinct, but someone, a total stranger, to go in to risk his life for, you know, people he don't even know, like, that's really great, too. Like, I, I don't know. Humans are. Like faith in humanity, incredibly the worst, yeah, and so amazingly the best. Like, yeah, (sighs) people, yeah. There's a lot of garbage people, but there are some amazing people as well. I like to think that there's way more amazing people than there is garbage people. I would like to hope so as well. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, and I think even the garbage people don't really think they're garbage people. They probably think they're heroes in their own way, but they're not. They're garbage people. They're (laughs) garbage. No, agree. No, Michelle, agreed. Yes, agreed. There are some scumbags yeah. in the world. No, absolutely. Ugh. But faith in humanity and stored, like restored, in stored. Well, restored. Hey, <laughs> top of that, that mojito. <laughs> now we're getting into it. Oh no, I'm but... glad my story's done. <laughs> We'll just top you up there, Caitlin. Thanks. Oh, I forgot to say, I think I, I wrote it down, but I didn't say it. She said that once she was on the ground, like, collapse and all her kids were safe, she said that uh, she thought she could die now. Like, she was... I've done it. Yeah. I've, I've saved them. Uh-huh. And, oh. Like, no, I can, you got a I can rest now. You. <laughs> nah, girl. It wasn't your time. It was no, not it your time. Okay, Michelle, it's uh, your turn. Ready to rock and roll. Yep. All right, so this story is about Julie McSorley. Ooh. Hopefully I said that correctly. <laughs> She's a 56-year-old <laughs> physical therapist, and uh, I'm not actually fully sure where the, what time this takes place. I'm okay. sure in, within the last five or ten years. Okay. It's clearly a modern story. It's not in the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just FYI. So Julie and her husband Tyrone live in San Luis Obispo. So we're taking us right back to where our last story was. We're on that same coastline. Oh, she was in Big, Big Sur, San Luis Obispo is just a little bit down the coast. Oh my goodness! So we're Look on the you. coast of California once more. Hello. So uh, they lived uh, just a few miles away from the beach, mm-hmm. and every few years, the humpback whales would come mm. into their area, and they would come into the bay. They'd spend a few days, you know, sort of migrating through. So mm-hmm. there was quite a bit of time where they could see the whales mm-hmm. as they're going through. Pretty. Cute. And so this November, the whales were around, so they took their kayaks out to go sort of not swim among them, but 
get a little closer. Yeah, you know, check them out. Check them out from a safe distance. Yeah. <laughs> Way. Um, when we were in Hawaii, we saw people paddle boarding and um, humpback whales. <laughs> uh, and they were so close to them. I was just like, dang. That's not for you. And there was also dolphins, too, that we saw, too, near them. I was like, wow, it's so I, close. When I was in Cal... Or- not in California, in Hawaii, we were out snorkeling and someone's like, oh, there's a dolphin like right there. And I was like terrified. Yeah. I was like, well, it's time for me to head back to the beach. <laughs> I Just feel not like used to that. That dolphin will punch me in the face or something. They I could. Feel like, They're yeah, smart. They are smart. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I know that bitch. I'm done with her already. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Okay. They took their yellow kayak out to check out. There was a whole slew of seals and dolphins and whales, just all kinds of like amazing wildlife that you would hope to see. Mm-hmm. So she said there was over 20 whales. Over oh, wow. There. Yeah. That's a lot. On this particular sightseeing mm-hmm. tour. She said it was just incredible. They were breaching above the surface, spraying. So cool. yeah. Yeah. No, it is really cool when you see them. Because mm-hmm. you went to Hawaii. Weren't they, yeah. like, all there during yeah. that time? Yeah, it was mating season. So there were so many whales that we saw. Yeah, it was great. that's really cool. Uh, that's a fun one. So, But we were on a boat, so I felt Yeah, like that's where how I did it. Yeah. Not on a goddamn little <laughs> kayak. <laughs> that's just beyond me. I'm right. sorry. Um, this whole story is something that I would never find myself in because... I would never do it in the first That's place. Fair. Okay. So, but she just was obviously feeling just sort of one with nature. This yeah. is an amazing experience. You know, at one point, this like forty-five foot whale came by, and it she it sort of like brought its fin up and back down, and she almost felt like it was waving to them. Right. You know, I mean, it was probably just a really incredible experience. So at that time, she had her friends staying with her, mm-hmm. Liz. Cotriel. Did I say that right? Yeah. I've said yeah, it. Cotriel. We looked it up like 1,800 times and yeah. I still fuck it up. Anyway, sorry, Liz. So Julie and Liz had met 28 years ago. And so they were close friends. And so that morning after Tyrone and Julie had seen all these amazing whales, she's like, Liz, you got to come out with us. Okay. This is the most amazing experience ever. Uh-huh. And her friend Liz was like... No fucking way. Yeah. So this is Michelle staying with right. her. <laughs> is this me? Like, come on, Michelle. Yeah, to be like, no, no, I'd rather die. And then eventually do it. That's what would happen. <laughs> she said she was scared of whales and sharks, and she was terrified that the kayak would overturn. Mm. I also echo these concerns. Julie was like, no, you don't need to worry about it. It's fine. We'll stay far away. These, you know, kayaks are very stable, you know, because it's like a double one. It's mm-hmm. not a single one. I've gone over in single ones like more times than I care to talk about. So after some conjoling, she got Liz to come with her. Okay. So they got out on the water at 8.30 the next morning. And there were about 15 other kayakers out there with them. And Uh this is kind of a thing that is done. There was paddle boarders out there. And it was warm um, for November. It was like 65 degrees. So they were out there in their t-shirts and leggings and just comfortable, casual, having a good time. So for the first half an hour or so, they were out there and they didn't see anything. Okay. So they're just sort of puttering around, mm-hmm. not really seeing much. Where the fuck are the whales? That's what we're all wondering. <laughs> and so, but then they noticed there was a two pairs of whales kind of coming past the pier that they were a little ways away from. And so, but these whales were sort of swimming towards them. And okay. So they're like, oh, okay. But 
at that point they're like oh my god these whales are incredible this is what an experience and you know it's this incredible and feeling to be so close to a creature that's so big right i mean i get that feeling at sea world even though i feel like an (laughs) asshole for even being at sea world they would you know breach the surface and then go back down for a while and so when they would do that they left like sort of a particular look to the water. It looked like an oil slick Mm. after they go down. So they knew where the whales had been. Okay. And so what they would do is they would paddle towards that spot Mm -hmm. because they figured the whales has now left that spot. Right. So that was kind of the plan. So does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That's what the captain was telling us. Like if it's really flat and it looks like really, yeah. Like, like an like oil slick, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they had just left. So the plan was to really kind of just follow them, but at a distance. Mm-hmm. So they could tell where they had just been. They would go there, and then they would see them breach a ways away, and then maybe head over to that area. Okay, yeah, keeping distance. So that makes sense. So later, she found out that it's recommended that you keep at least 300 feet away. Right. From these humpback whales, or at least the length of a football field, which is 300 feet. And they were closer to like 60 feet. Okay, mm, so they were pretty close. in pretty close. And so all of a sudden, this tightly packed swarm of fish, known as a bait ball, uh-huh. that doesn't sound good, started jumping around, out of the water mm-hmm. around their kayak. Oh. And so it sounded like crackling glass all around them, is oh. what they said, because all these fish are like clapping flapping around <laughs> like yeah. right near their boat. And that's when they were like, Oh, oh shit we're too close <gasps> and so then they felt their kayak lift up <gasps> out of the water and then went back into the down into the ocean uh-huh and so they were like oh shit this whale is gonna somehow drag us down under, okay. under with them and but what she realized she had no idea how deep she had actually been like sucked under uh-huh. this and then what she also didn't realize is that her and Liz were in the whale's mouth. <gasps> oh my <laughs> gosh. Point, it came up to get those fish yeah. and got our ki- two gals at the same time oh. and then dove back down with them in, their, in, the, ma- in oh the mouth. Oh my gosh. So pretty much she is completely engulfed. Right. Uh, Julie is, except for her right arm and her paddle. So her poor right arm is sticking oh, out of its mouth <gasps> with the paddle. And then Liz is there just looking straight up at the jaws of this humpback whale. <laughs> I can't even fucking imagine. They said it was like a big white wall that they could just see. Oh, really? Interesting. I know. Yeah. I can't even. She pretty much, Liz at that point, figured they were going to die. Yeah. Like they were done. Sure. And Julie is now concerned about getting sucked down into yeah. the throat of the whale. <sighs> oh and she said it was like a vacuum. And she was like, I've got to get up and fight this. Uh-huh. And whales have enormous mouths but tiny throats. So I didn't know any of this. Oh, I didn't so know So the whole thing, I thought we were going to be talking Geppetto style right. at this point <laughs> yeah. where they're fully in the belly of the beast. Yeah. That's not what happened. Okay. So it has a tiny throat and if there's anything they can't swallow right away, it just spits it out. Oh. And so that's what happened is pretty much they were both wearing their life jackets 
And then, boom, they were, like, bobbing on top of the water. It was so quick. It was so quick. It turns out they were only in the whale's mouth for about 10 seconds. That's, that's but the longest enough to seconds. go down and then get spit out, and then now they're bobbing on top oh of my the gosh. water. So there were people nearby, and mm. someone actually caught video of all this. So right away, three or four people paddled over yeah. to our poor bobbing ladies right. in the ocean. And one was a retired firefighter who immediately asked if they were okay. Yeah. And they were like, um... I think so. Yes, I think we're okay. <laughs> and he's like, you were in the whale's mouth! Yeah. And I'm sure there was a lot more expletives because that's what I would have been. I'm right? Like, you were in the fucking whale's mouth. Do you yeah. understand that? Do you know what happened? And he was like, we thought you were dead. Yeah. And as I think we all would think. So a few days later, she was actually able to go back and study the video and saw how close they had come to actually being injured or probably possibly killed. And so she just has become so much more appreciative of yeah. life in general. And there is no way that she's getting that close to whales again. Right? <laughs> so she wants to respect their space. And she just feels so much more aware of the sheer power of mm-hmm. the whales. I mean, just because they're so huge. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. So she believed that she would have died that afternoon if it was her time to die. But oh. she feels like, no, it wasn't it. Yeah. Lucky for her. And when they got back to shore, Liz removed her T-shirt that she had on. Yeah. And four or five fish, like, flopped <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, my shirt. gosh. But they're alive and well with no injuries. And... What a crazy... Poor Liz was like, bitch, I told you. Right? <laughs> I'm never going on an excursion with you again. That's crazy. Like... Who can say they've been in a whale's, whale's mouth? mouth? I yeah, know. That's... The title of the story was like, I got swallowed by a whale. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> they went, I thought they went all the way like into the belly right. or something. I think I actually saw that video. I oh. thought it was like, not fake, but I didn't think they actually got eaten. I thought like they just sort got, of got pushed over or something like that, but dang, man. Yeah, we'll have to maybe look for the video. Yeah. I didn't look for it. You haven't seen it? No. Oh I my just God. was like, this is the coolest story ever. <laughs> That is such a cool story. And that's so interesting that all he saw was, oh, so there's air in there? They were just down for so long or for so short. Yeah. They were down there for such a short amount of time. It was only 10 seconds. Right. They probably, it was. Didn't even think about. Yeah. It was probably just a scramble. You get sucked underwater. You automatically hold Hold your your breath. breath. Yeah. They probably got tumbled around and then boom, they're on top of the surface again. And I mean, two whales credits are smart. So I guess they're like, I don't want to eat stupid humans. (laughs) I'm done with them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the, the tour guide or captain of that boat that we went whale watching he said that there was what was it uh someone on a canoe or paddleboard or something like that and the whale came really close to him and he was close to like the baby um and the whale wasn't like they think the whale was just trying like to push him away but there like a ton like what Four ton animal? I don't know. Yeah. How much, like, how no, much away? No, you've got to be close. So the the whale, like, kind of pushed him, but with just that small push of his little fin, not little, but yeah. <laughs> he broke his arm and ribs. Oh, Like, just geez. being pushed, you know, like, just stay away, yeah. but broke, broke, break, break, break. Yeah. Like, well, we all know what mama bears are like, as right. we saw from story one. Right. <laughs> My goodness. That's terrifying. Like, I love 
animals but i leave them alone like yes. i can like them from afar i think they're beautiful but if i ever came so close to one i think oh well, i'm a freezer so i would just yeah no i am too yeah. oh my god it's like <laughs> i just freeze yeah i don't fight i don't flee i just stand there okay well, just standing there what is she doing are you kidding me you'd like pull a bat out of nowhere uh, that's so funny you crack me up, Michelle. <laughs> I had to retire one of my bats. Why? Because there's a crack all the way around it. Oh, no. That's sad. I know. You, when you find a bat you like, it's I hard know. to break away from it. It is. But I have another one. It's my backup, but still, it's not the same. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that's terrifying. I uh, That's a hard pass. Yeah. Pretty much anything in the ocean other than wading in up to my knees is a... I don't know. I loved swimming with the turtles. Like, that was so cool. Well, I was just terrified I was going to actually accidentally, like, touch one or something. And then I don't know what would happen. Nothing. You're not supposed to. I would explode or... Well, someone in our tour group did touch it. And I'm like, (gasps) you're not supposed to do it. Don't touch it. You used to be able to, like, feed them. You bring out frozen peas and stuff. And Um, that's long gone. Yeah. Probably shouldn't do that. No. She did say they're like, there's a shark sleeping down there. But, but I was fine. Like, I don't know. I felt like I was so excited to be there. Oh, my God. You and freaking Joel can yeah. go scuba diving <laughs> and Nicholas and I will drink cocktails on the boat. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, we know. Uh, you know what I want to do uh, if we go on vacation together? Yeah. This is my plan. Okay. We're going to fucking Court County and we're breaking. Court well, County. we're not breaking into, but we're... <laughs> We're gonna Crime? What? go to Five Farms. And <gasps> oh, we're yeah. going to Ireland, baby. Oh That's my gosh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. My parents are gonna go there. They said, and they're gonna talk to him about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I emailed them. They never emailed back. Sons of bitches. Five Farms. Why? I know. We're gonna have to just make our own Five Farms T-shirt. Yeah, right. You know, not trademarked. Not yeah. Not sponsored. <laughs> not trademarked. We A little obsessed. Love you. Yeah. Poor oh. Things. Oh, right. Uh, Wrap it up. <laughs> well, uh, tune in next time for episode 100. 100, 100, 100. To figure out how you can get some free swag. Woo! Right? That was probably overly enthusiastic. Yeah, hell yeah. We're okay. getting some free effing swag. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what we're giving away, but it's going to be things. At least a shirt. At least a shirt. <laughs> Maybe something else. We wink, don't know wink. what. <laughs> Yeah. Gonna be fucking baller. I hope that was a great pitch. It's for you to tune in next time. <laughs> You're like, off. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. Uh, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Oh, 100. Okay, bye. Bye.